everyone. Welcome to another episode of Life Chat with Bill. This has been a long, does it seem like it's a long month or is it just me? I think, I, I think it's been a long week if you ask me. Oh, maybe that's what it is. It doesn't seem like it is. But yes, yes. But it's, it's so good that we can take some time out to do this podcast so our audience won't be cheated, right? Yeah, definitely. So welcome, um, guys. We thank you so much for joining us. And um, this is going to be a great topic. We have some, well, handsome, beautiful, young, single um, people on us mm-hmm. on our program this week. And we're so excited to have them on. And Vilma, if you want to take it from here. Let's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I need to make a correction. I need that? to put it out there. I am not sure if they are all single. Oh, they may be unmarried, okay. but I don't know. So just in case, you know. They, me, guys. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So as my co-host said, you know, we are, as being live chat, there are topics that I know interested to all our listeners. So we are going to be talking about dating this afternoon. And I'm so excited because I've been off the market for such a long time. I'm not even sure what is going on there. So we have three beautiful Christian young people who are going to fill me in and get me a little bit more educated in the dating arena. Not that I want to go back out there, but also will shed some light and will allow our listeners to hear um, their values, their opinions, and their convictions when it comes to dating. Without much ado, I'm going to have them introduce themselves, and I'm going to start with Kayla. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I am Kayla, as was said. Um, I... I don't know if I need to announce it now, but I am single. (laughs) (laughs) I got one, right? (laughs) Um, And I'm a photographer and I um, also started my business last year in Cam Beauty Products in lip care. And yeah. Thank you, Kayla. And I do use her lip care and they are great, different flavors. So I'm just saying, oh, so you, you know, you're listening. So you need to hook me up, Kayla. I got you. All right. <laughs> okay, Shane, do you want to let our audience know who you are? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Shane. I, um, I, if you want the church definition, I am single because I'm not married. If you want <laughs> everybody else's definition, I am in a relationship um yeah i'm 25 years old i am trying to get back into school i took a year off it turned into a year and a half so i'm trying to cut it down (laughs) so i'm trying to get back into school but yeah thank you so much shane and um lance hello everybody i'm lance edwards um i attend seton hill university i am a student athlete um i'm majoring in health science on the pre-medicine track um yeah i think that's about me so far okay so you are not claiming if you're single or not you don't want me to hear it's okay Uh, it's it's okay we (laughs) just assume 
Okay, I, I'm not gonna push that. Okay. I am single. I am single and ready to mingle. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. And he is doing his, his pre-med in college. So, you know, they are good. There's some good pickings here. <laughs> I may say so myself. So let's, let's get on to the business at hand, dating. You know, um, maybe 40 years ago, 43 years ago, I was in a position where I was dating or looking to mingle. Um, and I've been married for 39 years, but dated for two. So yeah, say about 41 years. And before that, I was very, okay, thank you, thank you. And um, dating, I think then is much different from dating now. So I can probably tell you a little bit about dating then. Um, we, I, I, I think one of the things that we started dating earlier or looking earlier, and we had two intentions, getting married, having children. And although we wanted to do other things, that was not so much the focus. And we also, would um once you got to a certain age that i can say your parents were not as much hovering over you and the most distraction that was out there at the time i i think and then vivillin is a few years younger maybe want to say some things about her era was maybe marijuana and people um going to the clubs, but I don't think there was that much of um, a distraction that people had to worry about. Not that I was a part of any of that. However, I think those were the two main things that parents were concerned about. And of course, your person that you were dating would do the gentlemanly thing, would come and meet your parents early and let them know, you know, their intention. So that's basically kind of how it went. What about you, Vivian? <laughs> well, I came from a background well, in, in the same way, I think. And, um, but I grew up in the church. So my church pushed courtship versus dating. Mm -hmm. So we had to basically court um go through the parents you know um you're not allowed to be alone when you go out together you know you have chaperones and stuff like mm -hmm. that so i'm a kind of different story I, I grew up in the church that was very you know so did I. certain mm -hmm. rules that you had to follow when it comes to courtship right absolutely absolutely so did i but if, you know one of the funny things if they came to the house and you were sitting together. You had a sibling who would come sit between you. And if you were going out, they would come. So those who had money would pay them to stay somewhere else and not follow you all around. So you could, you know, steal a kiss or whatever it is, or hold hands, because the sibling was always there. And you ever get on their bad side, they're going to spill. Yep. Mm hmm. Yes, it was. 
Okay, so now we have given you a little a little sample of what it was like. How about dating now? Is it the same or has it changed? You all don't have to answer at the same time. I'm going to ask Shane. Uh, it, I feel like it, it all depends on the definition of dating. Uh, every time we talk about this topic, we get back to the same question. What's your definition of dating? Um, over the years, I feel like everything has become less exclusive. So dating uh, in your time, as you guys both explained, was you had to go meet the parents at the court. That's exclusive. I'm not meeting anybody's parents unless I'm sure that's awkward. That's, I feel like that's a little awkward to me because now they think you're super, you're super serious. And then what if it doesn't work out a month later? Now you look dumb. So in today's world, everything's less <laughs> exclusive. So it depends on your definition of dating. If dating is exclusive, then it's the same thing. You still have to go meet the parents. You still got to do all this stuff. You might not do it right away, but you do it eventually. If your date, if your definition of dating is more so the 2021 definition definition of dating, where it's like you're just getting to know people, you're going out to eat or whatever, going on a date, then it's been a, it's a big difference from what you explained in the fact that you don't have to. It's not like a me and you are together. It's just let's just get to know each other. Let's go sit down, have a conversation, and then if I don't want to date you anymore, I'll leave and I'll go find somebody else. So that's the 20, that's how I feel like it's changed over the years, but I wasn't back then. So I don't know exactly what happened. So yeah, anybody else could join me. Well, I'm one, I'm of the, one of the things Shane is that they needed to know who you were with just in case something happened. They want to know the person. They wanted to pick you out at a, up a lineup if something, <laughs> <laughs> if something happened, but if they don't know, who you are you know then that's a disadvantage so from that point of view lance were you saying something oh yes um i definitely agree with shane now because dating is more of a just to get to know a person and see how just to fill them out before you actually pursue into something serious and um nowadays not saying i do it there's multiple, multiple people that date multiple guys at one time to see which one they want to pick and choose and see which one is better than another person. I'm not saying I do that. I, if I'm dating, I'm solely in that one person, make sure I let that be known now. Um, also, back to the whole, like, you know, got to pick that person out, got to know who you're dating. Now, if you're saying like that, I would say parents are less strict about who their who their who their child is being around on a 24 basis on a daily basis i would say that parents figure that it's just going to be a friend oh they're going to the movies with a friend so they don't really need to know who they're really going with or who they need to hunt down in case something does happen you know in the night or so so i would say nowadays is less strict and in the 24 21st century people like to date multiple people so I'll say that's how I'll explain the dating of 21st century. So what about you, Kayla? Me personally, like to me, it's always been like a safety reason. Like you're meeting my parents right out the gate when we're going out, just so. <laughs> I mean, God forbid something happens on the date and like my parents can't find me. They know who to look for because I just, if I decided not to tell them or whatever the case may be, but um, 
I, I, I don't want us to forget about like the talking stage too. Cause it's like, when you're like talking is like another kind of form of dating without actually going anywhere, like physically outside. So like, we're just talking. We're not really like exclusive. We're just getting to know each other without physically paying money to go spend time with each other too. But um, yeah, dating, dating is different now. Dating my age group, I still feel hold the same older traditions along with the new traditions. <laughs> So are you trying to say, Shane, that it's the girl versus the guy? Is that what you uh, said? Where, she said my age group, like she's way older. Me and her the same age. She's like a couple months older than me. So so uh, when it, I feel like our age group, we are kind of the driving force to the, today's world. Uh, all the celebrities that are ha that have a big influence are from like 25 to 35. So we have like the biggest influence. So I, I do agree with the talking, but so if talking is, it, it, like I said, it depends on your definition. If your definition of dating is getting to know someone, that's the talking stage. But in, in her example, she's just not spending any money, which I agree. I'm all for that. Don't spend your money, <laughs> save your money. But yeah, so that, I feel like that's the biggest definition I could agree and say that, yeah, they hold on to some of the old traditions, but since we are the driving force for the new traditions, I, I don't know how much weight that really holds because we're kind of the reason why today's world is fell off a cliff, kind of, in my depth, yeah. And you know, that's interesting what you guys said, too, because my son, because he's not allowed to date, but he's 17, and he um he met this girl, and she said, before you we go out and hang out, you have to meet my parents. And I was kind of shocked and I'm from a different era. And I'm like, what do you need to meet her parents for? You, you, you're not dating her. You know, are y'all married? <laughs> Getting married or whatever it may be. Because to me, that was kind of a shocker. But she was like, no, you have to meet my parents. My parents have to know who you are and, and my grandparents. And I was like, oh my God, this is really far. So I just thought that was a shock at 17. But I guess it depends, like you were saying before, Shane, too. It depends on their family unit. It depends on what your definition of dating is. It depends on a lot of different um, situation or circumstances that you may be in. And I agree with it, though. I, I really do agree with it. And it's not that. And when you guys, when you, when you young men and, and you young lady become a parent, you have a different view on it. Because I think in my days, my parents, I don't think they trusted the, um, what the men would do, you know, in the sense that they, this is why your little sibling had to be there with you, hanging around or, or somebody else, you know, so it prevented them from maybe advancing trying to touch you inappropriately or even becoming sexually involved. So there were some safeguards. They may not have said it, but I think deep down that's what it was. So, mm. you know, it, and, it, and it doesn't matter if you are dating or courting or meeting for the first time, you know, that's more so, you don't know the person very well. 
you don't know what they're capable of doing. So there is a method, I think, behind the madness that it would appear happen. Lance, did you have something to say? Oh, no. I'm all, I'm all good on this end. I agree with everything that's going on. Okay, okay, good. So um, coming back to the, the dating scene and, and your definition. So when we're saying dating, I'm talking about in an exclusive relationship with one person. So that's our definition when I mentioned dating the person. Okay, we are dating, we are seeing each other and I'm not seeing anybody else. We've passed the preliminary stage. So when it comes to, um, and Shane is the only person I think who is in a relationship, did, how, how did you commit to that exclusive relationship? Did you say it or did she say it? Or um, what, what's the approach that they use now? Uh, I feel like I'm a little bit more old school. I, I don't know if it's by choice or just, I don't think I have the mental capacity to, to, to <laughs> talk to more than one person at the same time. So, uh, I made up my mind pretty early. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Let me just see what goes, what happens. And one of my biggest things is make sure you're friends with somebody like very close friends with somebody before you take that step, because you won't have to end up in that situation where you may need safeguards and stuff like that, even though you should still have them. But if you're best friends with somebody, then you won't, it's a lot easier to know that person. You won't end up making mistakes with that person. So it's, it's a lot easier to just say, I am with this person. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. We're here. We're going to do this and I can, I can go forward. So in my case, I made up my mind. I was like, Hmm, I like this person. And it's like, we were already friends for two, three years. I mean, like best friends for like a year, solid every single day, talked every single day. And I was like, what am I doing here? This is my best friend. I talked to this person every single, like 24 hours a day. Let me just take this next step. And that's what I did. Okay. Okay. So what is it like, a, um, so, you know, some men, I always used to say that some men have, um, they know the type of woman that they want because they have an idea of the type of woman they have. I see you're shaking your head, yes, Lance. So is it that she had all the qualities that you're looking for or just like it, you like, hmm, what am I doing? One of my biggest qualities is can I, one, when it comes to dating at least, can I talk to you every day and not hate our conversations? That's my biggest thing because yeah, marriage, like like you said earlier, um, there were two main goals where it's getting married and having kids, but you have to live with that person. So if I, if I can't talk to you every day without hating your life, then we can't be together. So that was my biggest thing. I could talk to her every single day. So then it was like, if, if literally we're talking all day, talking on the phone, this, that, and the third, no issues, then that's the easiest thing. If I can, I can talk to you every day. After that, it was just the little things you see as life goes on. Like, can I actually picture myself living with this person? Not just talking to them, actually living with them. And of course, we never actually lived together, but you you see tendencies and you're like, okay, one, she's clean. And then you move from there. That's all I wanted to see. You clean, cool, let's move it. And then, so there were qualities along the way, as you said, that I picked up on. And it's like, okay, I can actually see myself long-term. And then- you know, you go from there. How about you, Les? You were shaking your head before. 
Yes. Yes, Brother Shane. Yes. Personality is key when I tell you. Personality is key. And when I know, like Brother Brother Shane was talking about, if she's able to carry a conversation, that's the most important thing. Because I can talk. Some, some of these girls, I'm not, I'm not talking to them. I have conversations with them. Let me, let me phrase. I have conversations with some of these girls at school. And it feels like I'm talking to a brick wall. Like, they don't want to respond. They don't feel like they feel like they don't need to respond. And I'm looking for a response and they just sitting and looking at me. And I feel as though if I can connect with a person just through conversation, I feel like that's key. That's the golden key right there. And like it just it just jump starts from there. Like personality is I'm I have such a goofy personality. Kayla knows me. Brother Shane, I don't know if Brother Shane really know my personality, but if you can connect with my personality like with each other and I feel I feel like that's just golden for me, honestly. Hmm. Interesting. Um, how how long it, um, do you know this is the one that I'm going to marry to? You know, Steve Harvey said something that after a man knows in seconds or week that are, but it was a short time that this is the one. And I've heard a lot of men who they, it's like they will string the person along. And they know deep down that they are not, their intention is not marriage. Now, do you agree with, with what Steve Harvey says? That the minute you start the conversation, you know this is the one. And ask the males. Did that happen to you, Shane? Kayla, I, you I won't say if you're trying to talk. <laughs> I won't say that you will know right away, but I can tell you for sure that you will know if they aren't the person right away. Uh, because a lot of people hide their true self. And so you might see the, the fake version of them and say, okay, this could possibly happen. So I won't say you will know right away, but you will know if the person is not for you, you'll know immediately you go, oh no, this won't work. And then, but even if it's their fake self, because if they're going to lie and put their fake self forward, that means right away, they don't really respect you. So then I think like that, if you, if I see your fake version, I don't like that, then that's it. We're out. Just go away at that point. Me personally, um, if I am talking to someone or dating someone, I'll say I'm talking to someone. Talking and dating is two different things for me. But if I'm talking to someone, I'm talking to them for a very long time. Some people like to talk to females for like a month or two and just like, oh, I'm going to start dating them. Me, it takes a lot of time. Because if I'm dating to marry, I need to make sure this is a person I want to keep for the rest of my life. I want to make sure this person is I'm able to talk to this person on a day-to-day -day basis. So girls start to get frustrated with me because we're talking for a quite a, you know, three to four months now and they're still like, Lance, what's going on? And that's me just, I just don't know yet. I still need to get to know you inside out. I need to make sure that you are the one. I got to make sure I'm able to bring you to meet my parents. And like, I just got to make sure and I know some girls don't like waiting around or being patient, but I just can't, it's just hard for me to just, you know, bring someone around that I'm not ready to fully commit to. And I'm also learning too, like a lot of female move off of emotions and guys go off of like logic and reasoning. So like, that's why a lot of women are just like, I already have the feeling already. Like I'm in love with you. I love you. Come on, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it going. And guys are like, I don't even know if you know how to pay a bill. I don't, I don't even know if you know how to sign a signature. Do you even know? Like they're thinking of like things ahead of the future of like what I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I think they're like thinking like ahead 
Like, can I actually sustain a marriage with her? Can I actually provide for her? And women are like, well, you cute, I'm cute. We gonna make cute babies. We gonna have the best bomb wedding ever, whatever the case may be. And that's why they're just so like, can we can we stop talking? Can we start dating? But where's my ring at? Um, you know what I'm saying? But that's why I think a lot of the, the weight, like the 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 um that weight that happens with them, and they're just frustrated. Do you think a part of it is fear of commitment on the man's part, or is it that he still isn't sure? He's still, and I'm asking the men, he still isn't sure. He, he still wants to know, is this a sign of commitment? I've known people been together for 20 years and still not married. No, that is not you trying to find out if that's the one. You know, so what do you think? It, does it stem from a fear of commitment, you think? 20 years, that's a long time. I feel bad for that lady. <laughs> but but honestly, um, I definitely do think it's fear of commitment, one, because some guys still like to keep the option open because they constantly waiting to see if their true love or their true someone is around walking on, walking around. And I feel as though they're still, they're not fully ready to commit to this person because they think someone else is better out. That's what it is. So they're keeping their options open. They're like, uh, do I want to put a ring on or is, or is uh, Beyonce going to walk down the street and I, and I can marry her right then and there? So it's just more of like, they are uh, afraid of commitment. They're afraid of missing the, the better option or the better version of Kelsey or better version of Kayla or better version of whoever they are talking to, I would say. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for the better version, then therefore, I guess that one is not really the one that I guess. Okay, okay. So is, is there a is there a criteria? Is there a list apart from having a conversation with them um, and and not being bored and can find something to talk about? And is there other are there other criteria in you choosing a soulmate? are a person to live your life with i i would say you should always have standards mm -hmm. uh, i guess that if you want to consider that a list but having a physical list can hinder you because if mm -hmm. if they don't meet even one person one checkpoint on that list you, you end up throwing the whole person away and a lot of times that keeps you single and I have, I have, I have a couple friends that did that, and I told them straight up, burn the list. Don't just throw it out because you might reach in the garbage. Burn it, <laughs> because, because I've seen situations where they have ten points on the list. Like, of course, it's a lot longer of a list, but you have ten points on the list, and the person doesn't meet two of them, and it's two minor ones, and you're like, oh no, I can't be with that person because, let's say, because they don't run. I'm just gonna use a random thing. They don't run a ten minute mile, and it's like, what? Who runs like? What are you, an athlete? If you don't, if you're a random person walking down the street, you can't expect them. Of course, I'm using a random situation, but you understand what I'm saying. So you throw the whole person out because they don't do that one thing, and now you're single because you don't, you didn't find the perfect person. When no one's perfect, there's always going to be that one thing that throws you off or that kind of annoys you. You just have to live through it, unless it's a major thing. Okay, I agree with you because I had a list too, which went through the door. He had to be a certain height. He had to be a certain age. And that went right through the door. And I would not have known what I would have missed if I had kept to that list, you know, marking off as I go along, you know? 
And um, yeah, yeah. So it's important to know, but at the same time, you can give and take on certain areas. So what's a deal breaker? Wait a minute. I want to hear Kayla as a female, if she has the list. I want to hear about the female version there. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Kayla. You have, you have a list? I have a list. <laughs> and well, because at the time, Honestly, when I was like, I'm 26 now. So when I turned 25, I was like, okay, I'm ready to date. I want to date. So I'm like, let me make a list. And I made the list and I decided to make 26 points. So that way it was just match with my age. But, um, and then I was like, and then I came across a sermon that talked about ripping up your list. And I was like, I just made it, Jesus. Like, I, this is what I want. And, um, and then, yeah, Shane is right. And I always thought that, if they didn't meet my list, wouldn't I be settling? Wouldn't I be settling for something that I thought like, this is what I, this is what I am. So why can't I have the same match or even above? But then I had to realize when marriage happens, you're going to have to make compromises anyway. So like, Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I did want to narrow it down. Cause I did want at least five non-negotiables um, instead of having like 26 wants. So I'm working on my five non-negotiables, <laughs> but obviously the first one is a God-fearing man. We want him to be black, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm, look, I, I ripped up my list. Don't come for me. Okay. Wow. Amazing. So, um, you, you mentioned, you use the word, um, non-negotiable and I had said deal breaker. So what are some of those things that I don't care how fine she is, that's a deal breaker for you? Yeah. Just what Kayla was saying is like, um, someone that's definitely a Christian and that's a woman of God, that's definitely like, you have, I, I would love for them to be a woman of God. I would love, I would love. For, for me, I would, other than the ones that both of you guys said, like, you, ha you have to love God, one, and two, you can't, for me personally, I don't know about most people, but it's probably not a, a deal breaker for most people, but you can't be afraid of ministry for me. Um, it's cool to love God, of course, but if I'm like, oh, I'm going to go here to do this event with somebody, or if I'm going to play here, I'm going to sing here. Um, you know, there's a youth event I'm going and you're like, Oh, Oh God, why you always got to do ministries? Like, wh why am I, why do I always have to serve God? Like that's a, that's a deal breaker for me because now you're, you're getting be in between me and God and that's a no, no. So, um, that's one of my deal breakers. If you're, a if you're afraid or hate ministry, we can't be together. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. Go away. Don't even talk to me. Okay. That's good though. That's a good that's point. A strong word right there. That, that's, 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 for me, my husband. My husband told me his intention jumped right off the bat. Within a month, my husband knew that I was the one who wanted to be married to. And he knew because he had, I think it was like two or three things he had. And he met someone before like me. And he said, if I meet another woman like that, I'm not going to let her go. I would not let her go. So when he met me, he was like, eh, that's it. That's it right there. So within a month, I think it was like within a month, he already told me he's going to marry me. Boop, 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 boop. And I'm like, oh, hold up. I got second. But, and then he engaged me within, we met in December. He told me in January, we're engaged in, in February. 
Mm. They don't make them like let them know how long you have been married. We've been married for 20 years. But we didn't get married until a year later. <laughs> what do you consider as um, too long of uh, courting without marriage or dating without getting married? First of all, the 20 years you said is absolutely too long. I would just leave, run. That's headache. <laughs> That's true, pure headache. I don't know how long. I, I haven't really thought about it. Mind you, I've mm -hmm. been in a six-year relationship. And so maybe six, because that to me was long. So I would say five, five, six. Okay. I feel like, um, yeah, four to five years is a good range, I'd say for me. Um, I feel like, I mean, I'm never gonna put a time limit on how long you should date someone, cause that's just, that's just wrong. Cause some people do need the time to get to know that person and you should never want to rush something. Um, but I would say around like four to five years, is, if, if the four to five years is strong and good, I mean, yeah, if the four to five years is strong and good, cause if it's a four to five shaky year, no, I need two years and I'm gone. But if it's a four to five shape, um, strong years, I, I'm gonna still continue to be in a relationship with that person because I know we're going and we're pursuing somewhere. But if it's a, if we're struggling, if we're um, headache after headache, if it's problem after problem, this year is um, this and that year is that, then, that, then that means something, we should just cut it off or just walk our separate ways at that point. So I was saying. Okay. I feel like I feel like it depends on one. It depends on your maturity level, and two, it depends on what age you started. Uh, because if you if you got into that relationship, at um, as um, Miss Vib said just now, uh, her son is seventeen years old. If you get in the relationship at seven seventeen years old, and you're talking about it's been four years, you're twenty one years old. I, I don't know you, if you're super mature and you can get married at 21. Sure. But when I was 21 years old, I wasn't getting married. I can tell you that for sure. So um, it depends on when you started. It's been five for me. So it's like, I think I'm not going to put people's business out, but one of my family members um, was seven. And it's like, they needed that seven because one money, you can talk as much as you want about courting and getting married. But if you don't have the money to pay for a wedding or house or apartment, I personally, I'm not living with my parents once I get married. And they already told me I can't come back here once I get married. I don't want to come back here. So if I get married, I can't afford an apartment. I have to live here or with, you know, I'm not doing that. So if I can't afford it, I'm not going to force myself to get married. So I feel like it's maturity, money, and age. So I feel like you have to take all those into consideration before you say what, what's too long and what's too short. Mm -hmm. What's a good age, you think? Me personally, I like... The age I'm at, I am right now, I feel like that's really the youngest you should get married. I'm not going to stop you if you get married younger than that, but I feel like 25 is that perfect age where it's like, okay, I know. I'm old enough to know myself. At 21, especially if you went to college, at 21, you're trying to, you know, rediscover God for most people because you went to college and you went crazy or whatever. Um, so 21, you don't really know yourself yet. You don't know the real world you. You know the school you the college you, the I just want to have a good time me, not I want to settle down me. 25 is like you're you're out of that. Even if you're still in school, you're out of the I just want to party. I just want to have a good time. And you're more so in the I'm grown. Let's start making real decisions. 
when you said that um when you talked about rediscovering god <laughs> that's true because a lot of people when they go to college it's just especially being christian they let loose it's like you know rededication <laughs> Great, great. Now, what it, what I want you all to look at uh, another side of the coin um, from what you are looking at it. I do believe that God um, put people together. I know there are a lot of people who say God send them, but I think they do it on their own, you know, and hope that it will be blessed. And what if when God put you two together, he knows already what his intentions are. You will work well together in ministry. You will have children who fear him. There will be no interruption in terms of your both worship and love for him. Then why does time factor so much into the relationship? I think because also we are human, so like we are fearful and we do have doubts that, well, I can speak for me personally, like if things are going to work, is this really what you want me to do, God? Like I hear you, but I, I, I might need another sign or whatever the case may be. And a, a lot of times people do listen to the outside world, whatever may be going on. They're just like, letting people in into the relationship or not really focusing on um, talking to God and um, really letting him direct your path and direct your relationship or stuff, stuff like that could definitely deal rate, uh, can make the time extend. One of my fear or one of the things that I usually look at and why I discourage people dating for many years as a Christian that is I think sometimes you can compromise your values and your relationship because I believe that if you are together and you're close together and you're going out and you love each other there is the danger or the danger zone where you're going to end up in sexual relationships and doing all those things, which is against what the word of God um, wants or, or say. So there's always a danger because as long as you are breathing and you have blood running through your veins and you touch that person and you have that love for them and you are not having your sibling there to safeguard <laughs> or having somebody or going out in groups, that is a danger that I think. So, so I'm usually against long courtship because I do believe when it is the one, you know it is the one and things will never be perfect. You'll never be able to work it out. And when you think you even you've had everything worked out, then you're thrown a curveball. And and that's my little spiel on that. So I don't know you guys thoughts and people who do it, kudos to them, but that wouldn't be one thing that I would revel in doing. Mine was what, a year and a half? Mm -hmm. I was tough. What no, because um like Shane brought up a point too about like the financial reasons too. And I do think that's a big thing, whether we like it or not, especially for males. It's like if I cannot physically 
mentally like if I cannot provide for this woman that she deserves so much she deserves the rock she deserves the um big wedding or whatever the case may be the wedding of her dreams our dreams our dream home our kids need to be you know well well off when they're born or whatever the case may be I do feel like men do wait that long too so that they could provide the means for um the for their um girlfriend or whatnot so I do think that um, extends the time as well. And to be honest, I want the big wedding. I want the big ring. <laughs> you know, the, you, we do want it. So it's like guys are going to, and, and them too, they're thinking financially, can I afford this? Can I give this to her or whatever the case may be? If I'm wrong, speak now. I 100% I agree. Um, <clears throat> and also I have a friend. I have a couple friends actually that want, I'm exaggerating, but they want like 800 kids. And it's like, you can't possibly expect to pay for five, six, seven kids with living on $20,000 a year. Like it's not going to happen. It makes a lot more sense to save now because once you get married and that whole wall of no sexual relations is broken down, you can have a kid at any moment. And once that happens, it's not just rent. It's not just mortgage you're paying for. Now you're paying for diapers. Diapers are expensive. <laughs> like I don't have any kids, but I've just seen people buying diapers. And it's like, you go to, you go to baby showers and there's diapers stacked up to the ceiling. And it's like, why are people buying so many diapers? You look at the price and it's like, I get it. I get it. Diapers are not cheap. So you're not just buying food for two, one anymore. You're not buying food for two. You're buying food for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. If you want eight kids, so you have to take that in, into consideration too. Because twenty thousand dollars for ten people—that's like three months. So, so you have to be careful. So yeah. Yeah, and I I see your point. I I I, I see your point, but as a, a older person with you know. Um, experience in in certain things and number of people that I that I speak to um, is where does your faith kick in and your belief and acceptance of what God tells you um, where does it kick into what is your strength and your belief and what you want to do because if you have that level of faith to move out there and you believe when he says my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory then and and we know he's rich and he owns the cattle on a thousand hill we know he is a provider um, we have seen I have seen him come through for me in difficult times so how do you reconcile that when saying I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to save, I have to have this, I have to do that. What if it's not his will? What if he says, trust me, I put you together, I want you to get together, I have a plan for you, a plan to prosper and not to harm you. How do you reconcile both things together? Think about that and let me know. Didn't mean to be, throw some hard stuff at you, but you know, <laughs> you done came at our faith all crazy. Huh? <laughs> I personally, yeah, we know God can do anything. 
I have a weird mentality of I don't want to put God in situations that that I that could like I I have the faith that he will he will do it not can he will do it but I don't want to put God in unnecessary situations and I don't know that's just me I like I know he will do it for me because I've seen him do it for other people but it's like why would I put God in that situation if I could just you understand (laughs) like it's it's a very bad mentality but that's what goes through my head and I'm like okay I can do this now but it's like Mm. I still need like $600 and it's like I'm not gonna put God in that $600 predicament even though he could give me a million dollars right now but that $600 predicament let me just get that $600 and then we can move from there and that's that's just my mentality I don't know why don't ask me why I really don't know why but that's just it that that's deep though like he he's supposed to provide for you but like you're like I don't want you to go through any trouble because of me like that's I don't know that's that's I don't know and it's not trouble for him. It's not trouble because he can do anything. But it's like, I just, I don't know. That's just how I am with other people too. It's like those friends that come, go out to eat knowing they don't have money. And then at the end, they're like, oh, I actually, I don't have enough money. Can you spot me? It's like, why would you even put me in that situation? So it's like, next time, don't come. We'll FaceTime you. You can get the jokes. Just don't come and eat. So that's that's my thing don't put me in that situation and i think that same way with god and that's a very bad mentality because yeah. i've seen him do it but it's like I'm, it's just six hundred dollars i can wait right but but you and and i get what you're saying about your friends i do agree if you know you don't have it you know and and i don't think we should deliberately do things but i'm talking about a connection i'm talking about god telling you to do something where you don't see it you don't see it the way that he's going to do but he says trust me this is what i want and even in delay obedience it is disobedience and he says cast your cares upon him of course god wants you to be working and yeah that's what he wants you know he says look at the ant you sluggard they they you know how small the ant is and the ant goes out there and he works and he carries his meals so yes he does want you to work but sometimes god tells you to do some things that you are like what how are you serious and he is testing your faith and your obedience. He says, cast all your cares upon him because you're still going to have those cares and those anxieties in your marriage. You're still going to find yourself, you're working two jobs, your wife is working, and you're still going to find yourself in positions where you need a miraculous turnaround in your finance. Things come, things happen. So I'm, I'm just putting it out there for food for thought for you all to think about it when you, you know, when you are thinking about, you know, why I am waiting because I want this or I want that. I've seen people getting divorced before they finish pay for their wedding. And I think that is really not a good idea. Still paying for the wedding. Shane trying to be careful, making sure that he's considerate about God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I definitely see where you're coming from, but like all, I honestly, upon all my life, they said um, God will provide. They they will tell you like go out on your own, God will provide. But at the same time, they tell us to use wisdom, and I see that's right. where that kicks in with the wisdom mm-hmm. is when we're trying to make sure we're preparing everything in the right way before we go out on our own. We can't just take that leap of. I mean, yes, we should take that leap of faith, and we should have 
that much faith in the Lord, but sometimes we don't want to, we want to use our wisdom and be like, okay, I only have $5,000 in the bank account, and but I want to buy the $20,000 house. How is that going to work? Nope. Nope. So that's where I think Shane is trying to come about is like, well, sometimes we just have these wisdom in our own belief system and just think that, is this really going to happen? Right. And but God like, would not tell you to do that. So, you know, that's what I'm saying is, is hearing from him, you know, about to do certain things, because I think people use God's name and put on their situations that they, things they do and situations they get in when God had nothing to do with it. They were just following self. In the big from the beginning, I, I, I'm just I'm just putting a monkey wrench in things for you for you all to, to 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 think about that. But I do I do understand what you're saying, Lance, about if you know you you know you're not going to deliberately do the thing. I don't agree with people to deliberately do it. You don't have the money, but you go to eat. No, get the money. You know, don't de deliver things like that. But there are circumstances. When it's not of your doing a volition, but God showed up for you. And if he tells you to do it, he is going to provide. But anyway, having said all of that, my next question real quick, uh, because I know we're running out of time. Are you in agreement with, I've heard a number of people saying it, including people who are in the church and mature, you have to do a trial living together to see if you will be able to make it what do you think i'm thinking people even in my generation put us to shame what do you think i didn't do that but let me put it out there <laughs> a disclaimer but but what what are your thoughts when you hear people say and do that so they're living together because they want to make sure that they can live together or they're trying to save their money so instead of they each paying rent, I've heard it all. Instead of they each paying rent, they come together so it's one rent. Um, that's a that's a that's a no no trial error trial run no no. Um, if God is if God put that person in your life, number one, if God put that person in your life. No matter y'all don't have to go through nothing to realize that that person's gonna be the one. You don't have to go and trial and live together and realize like, okay, maybe we can do this. But if God put that person in your life, and that's where we um, um, where we lose focus on, we constantly think that God's putting that person in life, but really we want that person in our life and we wanna try it out and think and see like, okay, like how about we try this and see if, the, if this is gonna work out. There's a lot of th things people try, try nowadays. Like they try to have sex before marriage to make sure it's good enough before they get married and realize, <laughs> or be upset and realize like, oh, it's not good enough. Maybe I gotta go find another wife. Maybe I gotta find another woman. But you doing a trial and error will affect your relationship because it's just, it's just, it's just not a good thing. And I, I know I'm just all over the place. I'm scatterbrained, but that's how I feel. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't think you I don't think and I know it goes against God because it's like you're giving like the devil a foothold. So like you're going to play around with sin, you're gonna act in sin, you're gonna get all up in that sin. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's not a good idea. I don't think it should happen. I don't think there should be any trials like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, no, it's a no for me. 
<laughs> Thank I, you. I, I don't agree with it because uh, just like Kayla just said, you're giving the devil footholds. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm going to speak from a guy's perspective. Guys are visual. So yeah, you could say, oh, we're never going to do anything. This and the third, we're just going to mind our business. You stay over there. I'm going to stay over here. But what if it's that one time, you know, God forbid there, she's minding her business. She gets out the shower or whatever. And you just out the corner of your eye, you see it now. Everything goes out the door for most guys. It's like, okay, I said I'm not going to do anything, but, you know, <laughs> she kind of looked good over there. Let's, let's, let me, let me take a, a better look. And then from then, everything's out the door. So I wouldn't even, you don't even take those chances because, especially if you really love that person, which is why, like, like you said, stay away from the super long courting because how many, what are the odds that you're never alone? It's right. nearly impossible. You're, there's going to be, even if it's in the car, you're going to find some time where it's just the two of you guys. And the longer you're together, the more you're going to, whatever. We've been together 10 years, 20 years. You know, we, what are the, you know we're going to get married. Let's just do it. And it's like, now you end up in a situation and then God forbid you hate the person the next day. What happens then? All right. So um, thank you. you. You guys are so, have your your head, as they would say in my days, well connected to your body. And I'm so proud to hear the conversations that come from you. And I know that we have young people who love the Lord and try to live a life of excellence, a life that is pleasing to God. Now, if you, in one sentence, as we get ready to wrap this thing up, in one sentence, what would you say to another young person who is single um, out there when it comes to, to dating? Have boundaries and never compromise them. I would say just be patient and let them come to you. I'm going to say it this way, and this is how I say it to a lot of my friends. For people that know sports, play real basketball. Don't play 2K. For the people that played the video game, NBA 2K, you understand what I'm talking about. NBA 2K is super fast-paced. You shoot at will. Like we said earlier, shoot your shot, but they shoot at will. You Don't do that. In the real NBA, it is fast-paced, but in the playoffs, they, you know, they take it up the court, look around, set up the, you know, you set it up, you take the, the smart shot, not the most exciting shot. So take the smart shot, smart shot. Um, it's more than one sentence, but I had to explain it because not, not many people know what 2K is. Um, take the smart shot, not the exciting shot. Um, but yeah, don't play 2K, play real NBA basketball. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad you explained it because I didn't have a clue. What <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Vivian? At least we learned what 2K is, right, Vilma? Yes. And, and shoot a shot. Yes. So I really appreciate you guys coming on and being so candid with your relationships and are, you really said some really good things that I know will help the next generation. And you guys haven't really changed that much. You know, I think you guys think you have, but the way that you talked about um, relationship and how you value the woman and how you respect the woman and waiting for the woman and care for the woman and want to provide for the woman, it's still the same um, over the board, so across the board from Vilma's generation, my generation, maybe you guys' generation, 
I'm glad to see that the men's still thinking about providing. I was going to say, um, you can't really 100% take what we're saying and put it to the whole generation because we're, we, we have the good examples. We have, like, I have both my parents in the house. I, I'm pretty sure they have both their parents in the house that are showing the good example. If you look at media and society and stuff like that, they don't care about any of this stuff. And it's, it's hard to say, but I will, I want to push what I was taught. And that's the good example. So that's why we sound like this, because that's what we were taught. But most of the people in the world haven't been taught that. That's, I feel like that's why this generation is so messed up. Mm-hmm. That's that was a great point. Really good point. Very so good. hopefully this generation that's messed up will get to hear what we have, to, what you guys have to say today, because it's really great stuff. So thank you once again for joining us. This is another episode of Life Chat with Goodbye. Goodbye.